I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 1 and verses 15 to 23. Thanksgiving and prayer. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope in which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him in his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all the rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is evoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Hope and promise are two words that are very much associated with Christmas. They stir up emotions that there will be a fulfilment as it is tended to be throughout my childhood on Christmas Day. The hope for the presents I would get and that my parents would deliver on their promise with the gifts appearing at the bottom of my bed on Christmas morning. We are in the season of Advent, which means coming. It is rooted in the waiting on God's promises, the promises that were fulfilled in the coming of God's Son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. In Matthew chapter 1, we read of the promise the angel made to Joseph. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. As we move into Advent this year, and probably a year that we remembered far more than many we have experienced in the past, is the hope and promise that is dominating the headlines. We have been hoping for a vaccine to save us from the COVID-19 virus. And as we approach Christmas, there is a promise that has finally arrived. For Christians, the truth of Advent is that it is only God's promises that are the only sure source of hope. The great promise of God's salvation fulfilled in the coming of Jesus Christ at the first Christmas. In the passage that Heather read to us, we are actually reading a prayer of Paul, a prayer for all Christians. Firstly, he prays that God will give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we may know him better. Then, the key things that spring out to me are in verses 18 to 20 that relate to hope and promise. 
A reminder of those words that Heather read. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Three things stand out. Firstly, the hope which he has called us to. Secondly, the riches of his inheritance that he has promised us. And thirdly, the great power for each one of us who believe. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. May we respond to that prayer of Paul this Christmas, that we may get to know Jesus better, to experience that great hope and receive the riches of his inheritance promised to us through the death and resurrection of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. <laughs>